The following is a Podbeard production. From the deepest bowels of your imagination. Actually, he's from Canada there, bud. From the famed Hotter Show Studios, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are rolling out of you here today on episode 159 of The Hotter Show. I hope you're doing absolutely fantastic today. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. So, you guys know me. You know how sometimes, uh, I've talked about on the show before, how things can kind of, um, plans can change and sometimes things don't go as planned. Sometimes you got to do things on the fly. Well, that is what's happening here today. Um, we were supposed to do a WrestleMania review. However, uh, due to sickness and conflicting schedules, uh, we were not able to make it happen. But have no fear, because I refuse, even though it was very all last minute, I refuse to let a week go by where I do not post an episode of The Hotter Show. No way was that going to happen. So what we have done here today is I quickly threw up a status, what, like, I think three hours ago at this point, um, saying, hey, guys, I uh, am going to do a Q&A, which is what I am going to do here today, and any questions, and you guys provided me with, like, I think over 20 questions, uh, and there's a lot of really great questions. There's also a couple that I had left over just from various live casts and stuff like that. You guys know I always keep a, some questions in the pocket for such occasions, but so that's what we're going to be doing here today. There's some really awesome questions. They kind of range in all different variety, um, but before I get into that, I wanted to talk very briefly about the whole Podbean switch. And basically what's going on with that is I made the decision to slowly start migrating the Harder Show from the SoundCloud to Podbean. Well, not really slowly. It's already there, actually. Um, if you guys are listening to this right now on Facebook, for example, um, you will see that this is now uh, a video format on the Facebook, which you can listen to directly on there without having to leave the website. That was like one of the big reasons why I did that. But um, I've been using Podbean with two guys in a game. I have a podcast I co-host um, and also with mics and beers. And I just really have been enjoying the statistics are a little more exact. Um, the audience that is already built into Podbean are podcasters and people who want podcasts. Whereas I find that SoundCloud lately, they've been going in a direction more based for music, which I totally respect. And I, I completely understand, but I almost feel like podcasters are kind of getting left out a little bit and that's not their fault. I don't blame them for that or anything. You know, SoundCloud were great to me. Um, I never had any issues, you know, with my SoundCloud with it being broken down or anything or links not working or that kind of bullshit. Uh, it was always great. And it will remain on the SoundCloud probably at least for another month or so um, as, you know, I am migrating it over. I want to make sure it migrates over to iTunes properly and all that fun stuff. But definitely check it out on the Podbean if you guys are looking for a different way to listen to the podcast. Download the Podbean app. It is 100% free. It doesn't take up a lot of space on your phone. And uh, it, honestly, it doesn't really take up a lot of data either, um, depending on the length of podcast you listen to. You can download them right on the app. It's really super easy to use. Totally free. You can make an account. Follow me. Follow two guys in a game. Follow Mike's and Beers. You know, all the uh, Podbeard Network podcasts are on Podbean. So I think that it, it is the right move. Um, 
But uh, it was still a difficult decision to make, but I'm hoping that you guys will follow me over to the Podbean. And with Podbean, this also will open up a couple other avenues that hopefully I will be able to announce in the very near future. I will keep you guys posted. But with that, we are ready to roll into this Q&A podcast here today. The sickest Q&A ever. Hopefully my cold um, does not hold me back too, too much. I don't think it will, though. I'm feeling pretty darn good right now. I'm super hyped to get into this Q&A, so let's get into it. All right. I don't know why I'm singing. That is apparently the uh, Q&A special uh, theme music here on The Harder Show. This is, I think, the fourth time I've done this ever in the history of the past 159 episodes of The Harder Show, which is interesting because you'd think that basically any time I've done these Q&As, it's when I've had literally nothing else to talk about that week. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that um, it's taken me this long to do four of these. Usually I don't like to leave things uh, as last minute and kind of put all my eggs in one basket, so to speak, but such is the way. And uh, this cold kind of knocked me on my ass for a few days, but we are persevering through. And when I put up the status, like I was, I was saying, I, I really, I wasn't sure, you know, usually when I put up a status, asking for questions and stuff like that. I maybe might get two or three new ones and then I'll just go off of what I already have kind of built up. And you guys are seriously the best. I cannot even put in the words. Um, there's a lot of questions I have and I actually have names to go off of for most of them this time. Whereas uh, if you guys are regular listeners of the program, you know that in the past with the Q and A's, I just kind of list off the questions. I don't really worry about names or anything, but um, some I have names for, so I will be sure to give them a shout out, especially if um, I have their full name and everything and how they commented or what have you. A couple of them gave me quite a few questions actually, kind of in, like in one status. So bear with me when I'm answering their questions. I want to make sure I don't miss anyone. And then I give good answers to everyone who took the time to give me a question because without questions, a Q&A is just answers. And uh, it'd be me giving answers to questions that no one asked me, sir. I don't think anyone wants to listen to that. But um, the first question that I would like to answer here, and this also does touch on what we were going to talk about here today. Um, this question comes from Justin on Instagram, aka dog named Bob, not to be confused with a dog named Bob, who is uh, Martin Perez's band, dog named Bob, who has been on the program before. Um, actually, as well, uh, Justin, um, shout out to you, man, because we kind of, um, I found him on Instagram completely by accident. I tagged him instead of a dog named Bob accidentally in a status. And he commented with a question mark and he was just like really turned out to be a really cool dude, a wrestling fan, metal guy. So kind of hit it off real quick. And I was like, oh, dude, like, you know, I talk about wrestling on my podcast a little bit and metal and so forth. So shouts to you, man. Thank you very much for the question. You were the last person to submit a question as I am currently recording this. And he would like to know, what I think of Shinsuke Nakamura's heel turn at WrestleMania and what I think will come of it. So very quickly before I answer that question, I want to say um, as far as WrestleMania is concerned, overall myself, the heel and the producer, we all enjoyed it a lot. Uh, We all watched together, which was great, as well as a few other of my buddies. We had a really great time. It was uh, a really fun event. 
you know, it didn't feel as long as last year for me personally, anyway. Um, last year, WrestleMania, it just, it felt like the pre-show went on forever and ever. And it felt like the matches went on forever. And there was a lot of great moments last year, but I feel like this year overall, just every match I did thoroughly enjoy. Um, I think Ronda Rousey looked great. I think that uh, the best match of the night was definitely the triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. I think Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and The Miz all looked amazing. I think The Miz keeping up with them, he kept up with them athletically. He looked great. I think that the Cruiserweights did amazing. Kudos to those guys. I think Mustafa Ali had the quite possibly one of the coolest entrances of the night. Um, Seth Rollins' entrance, though. Let's just let's just talk about that for a quick second. Freaking comes out with bright blue contacts you know, with uh, Game of Thrones stuff in the background. I think that was just so cool. I was a little surprised that Balor didn't do the demon entrance, but then with this whole thing he's doing now with, you know, Balor Club for everyone and all that, I think that was really cool that they did that. Um, But uh, there was a lot of really cool moments I could touch on, but for me overall, I just really enjoyed the event, except for the main event, Um, (laughs) which I think is pretty much the general consensus of everyone in the world. Not just the uh, quote unquote uh, crazy internet marks that I usually have beef with for just hating on everything. Um, I think personally that Brock Lesnar winning was just kind of silly. Uh, as you guys probably heard last week, if you listened to the show, we talked, we kind of did our predictions for WrestleMania. Uh, all three of us, who we are all seasoned wrestling fans, we've been watching most of our lives and we generally have a pretty good idea what's going on. And uh, I think everyone was wrong in thinking that Brock was going to drop the title to Roman. Um, I don't know. I still really want to see Brock get rid of that title. We'll see. He's going up against Roman at the greatest Royal Rumble event coming up uh, next month. Um, Actually, sorry, later this month. I don't know what I'm saying. It's April. Duh. So maybe we'll see him drop the title then. I don't know. Uh, I'm really hoping that is what happens because I do not like Brock as the universal champion. I get it. I get the appeal to the casual viewer and to the, you know, the UFC fans and that MMA market. And I, I get it, you know, but uh, me personally, as a tried and true, you know, true res- professional wrestling fan, I know Brock Lesnar does not respect the business that much anymore. I know that, you know, he's going to go to UFC and do all this other stuff. He's basically gotten everything he wanted with his him re-signing. Um, I just think it's a little silly at this point. I don't think he's that much of a draw anymore to the company that they like need to keep him around. When you have guys like, whether you guys like it or not, Roman Reigns, and you have guys like Braun Strowman, who I think he's going to be like the next biggest thing in wrestling. Um, you've got guys like Elias Sampson. Uh, you've got guys like Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. You've got guys like The Miz. Like, I don't think you need to keep Brock Lesnar around. You know, is it good to have that one legitimate guy around who you know has that background? Sure, absolutely. But I, I don't think it's necessary anymore. I think I think his time has come and gone. You know, but that's my opinion. You know, is what it is. Definitely would love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. But overall, I did really enjoy WrestleMania, and uh, we will see what happens. But getting to uh, Dog Name Bob Justin's question, um, during AJ Styles and Nakamura, which, by the way, was my favorite match tonight. I loved that match, um, which I was not surprised because <laughs> I knew it was going to be um, definitely my favorite match of the night. It was a clinic. Knew it would be. Um, but I definitely feel like 
the next match they have, and they definitely will have another match, just for the record. Uh, I definitely think it's going to be um, way better. Way better. But um, after the match, Shinsuke Nakamura turned heel by low-blowing AJ Styles. I did not see that coming, even remotely. I don't think anyone did. Um, but I like it. I really, really like it. I think that he played the part well where he just kind of looks like he snapped. You know, I've, I wasn't too familiar with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, so I never got to see heel Nakamura because I know at one point he was heel. Uh, the producer is more of a, uh, he's more seasoned on that. And he was telling me like, man, like it works. Him as a heel works, you know? Because I said, well, the only problem with Nakamura being a heel is that like he's, his English isn't the greatest. He can speak English, but his English isn't the absolute greatest. So how can he cut like skeeving heel promos? And he's just like, bro, he doesn't have to, you know? And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we'll see what happens. I think it's really cool. He has the legitimate um, background in that to be a heel with a mean streak is to have a good heel. You either need someone who can talk trash, but can't back it up. And it's just a weasel, or you need someone who doesn't really need to talk, but always backs it up and can just be a ruthless, ruthless machine. I think Shinsuke definitely has that. I mean, after the match, just him hoofing AJ the way he was. I mean, those were stiff kicks. I'm sure, you know, AJ was probably like, just lay it in, man. I'll be okay. You know, come here, you just lay it in. Okay, I'll be fine. I'm sure that, uh, you know, a couple of those kicks were probably a little stiff skis, but uh, I think he looked great. You know, that final King, that final uh, King Shasha, I can't pronounce that finish right. I apologize. Brandon's not here to go, King Shasha. Um, it looked deadly and I did not catch SmackDown, but, um, I definitely think that I'm very interested to see where it goes. Um, I believe the, the end all of it will be him beating AJ Styles for the title and, and we'll just kind of see what goes from there. I'm, I'm not really sure what else to tell you on, on, as far as what I think will come of it, Justin, definitely. I think it will end with him beating AJ Styles for the title. Probably in a very brutal, ruthless match. I feel that they're going to build this up, possibly even up to summer, up to SummerSlam. I'm not sure. We'll have to see what happens. But I'm very intrigued with how this is going to go. Very, very intrigued. But enough about wrestling. As much as I could probably sit here and talk about wrestling all day, um, I decided that I didn't want to do a full solo uh, WrestleMania review podcast because I feel like me sitting by myself talking about wrestling for an hour would not be that entertaining. But there's about, you know, eight minutes or so, of uh, six, eight minutes of wrestling talk. So there you go. If you are wrestling fans, um, Justin, definitely number one, what you think, buddy. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. And thank you very much again for the question. So the next question I have here comes from my man, Mr. Nathan. And he would like to know, and I, I begin this by saying some of these questions uh, I have probably answered in the past, you know, definitely mostly on live casts. I don't think any of these questions I have, I've answered on other Q&A podcasts. But uh, if you guys have heard me tell these before, I apologize. But my answers may have also changed since I told them. So just bear with me. But I think there are some really awesome questions in here. And this is a really great one that Nathan has. And that is, who is your dream guest on the show? You are, buddy. Moving on. Um, <laughs> no, but you definitely are. I want to have you on the show. But um, someone who there's a, a, there's so many people I would love to have on the show for so many different reasons. Um, 
off the top of my head, I would love to interview Jamie Josta from Hatebreed, as well as uh, his solo project Josta, as well as from the Josta show, because he was, I definitely think he's my biggest influence as a podcaster, as far as just the way that he does things. Um, I think I'm a very different podcaster from him. I think that the harder show is nothing like the Josta show in the sense of how he does things. And now he has all these little segments he does. And I love that. Um, but when the show started, I definitely kind of based it off the Josta show. So I would love to talk with him and just kind of, uh, ex- you know, pick his brain a little bit about podcasting stuff. But then also on the flip side of it, musically, you know, he's written lyrics that have inspired me at times when I needed them. And I would love just to be able to talk with him about that and about writing music. Cause I think he's such an underrated writer, both musically and lyrically. And he's definitely my favorite, uh, you know, hardcore metal vocalist, I would say. So I just love his voice. I really do. And there's a few other musicians I would love to have on the show as well. Um, obviously, some of my favorite musicians like a Jerry Cantrell would be amazing just to pick his brain even for half an hour, you know, hear him tell some stories and talking about guitar and that kind of a thing. Um, someone like a Sully Erna from Godsmack, I'd love to talk with him. Um, there's so many people. Um, another musician I would love to just hear, listen to him in person, tell me some of his stories. And that would be someone like an Aaron Lewis, you know, Sean Morgan, see there um there's so many guys i'm gonna i'm gonna think of a whole bunch when uh when this podcast is over i'm gonna be like oh my god what about this guy what about this guy i'd love to sit and talk with mark tremani i think that'd be great i'd love to sit and talk with scott stapp as well i think that would be uh that would be a really really cool chat i would just love to sit with them and then also someone who i really really would love to talk with and just hear what he has to say about writing and about how much just me being able to tell him how much he's inspired me and how a lot of his music has been like the soundtrack of my life, regardless of what I'm going through would be someone like Clint Lowry from seven dust, um, as well as his solo project, hell demons meet skeletons. Um, he's someone who has influenced me a lot and, you know, no matter what I'm going through, hello demons meet skeletons always seems to have a song that suits me with whatever's going on. Um, so that's someone I'd really love to talk about, but aside from musicians, Nathan saw a couple of people I'd really love to talk to. Um, there is a, uh, a whole whack of them wrestlers. I would love to talk with Matt Hardy. I think that'd be an awesome chat. I'd love to talk with Taz, even though I don't think he'd ever, you know, in any way, shape or form do, uh, my podcast. I think it'd be great. I'd love to talk with Taz. Cause I just, uh, I think he's great. Um, I would love to chat with Baron Corbin cause I think he is a highly entertaining dude who does not get to show off how entertaining he actually is. And uh, he can talk just for the record. I would love to sit down and talk with Chris Jericho because he's someone else who has influenced me a lot as a podcaster with his show, Talkers Jericho. I think that'd be an awesome chat just to get to pick his brain about, even about podcasting. I just love to pick his brain on that. Um, Another person, peoples, I should say, that I would love to talk with is uh, Lou Gals and Carl Anderson. I think they would be amazing people to talk with and a far-fetched one that would never happen in a billion years because it couldn't happen because they are unfortunately no longer with us is Lane Staley. Definitely someone I would love to chat with, but hopefully that gives you a good enough answer. Nathan, thank you very much, my man, for the question. Um, Nathan has another question that I'm going to uh, answer in a couple here. Um, 
So another question here, what's your overall goal with Podbeard Network? And this is from my man, Zach, aka Casador Jones. <laughs> um, he would like to know what my overall goal with Podbeard Network is. Now, I know I have touched on this before, but um, basically what Podbeard Network is to me as the, you know, as a co-founder of the network, um, I'm someone who I always like to be entertained, whether I'm listening to music or I'm watching a YouTube video or I'm watching someone stream or I'm watching, you know, a YouTube podcast or I'm just listening to a podcast while I'm doing other stuff. I like to be entertained while I'm doing things. Um, and I find that, so many, so many creators out there and there's so much content that it's hard to find places where you can find stuff that you really like and that you can find kind of a one-stop hub for everything. So I said, you know what? I know podcasters, I know YouTubers, and I know streamers. So let's all get together and have all of our content in one place, one easy place for people to go. And no matter what you're in the mood for, if you're in the mood to put on a podcast and go for a drive or do the dishes or you're you're doing some gaming and you want a podcast to listen to or you know hell if you need to listen to a podcast and you fall asleep you know we got you covered we have podcasts for you if you want to watch someone try and play a game that you've never played before you want to watch someone you know play splatoon or play Fortnite or whatever you're into i we have someone for you to do that we have game streamers and then also if you like podcasts but you don't like the whole strictly audio thing we've got something for that as well and then of course if you are someone who likes watching youtube gaming stuff you don't necessarily like the live aspect of it but you like being able to watch someone maybe play through a game really casually while you play something or whatever a lot of people are into that um we have something for you as well and from there you know i want to grow this to have content for everybody, you know, especially, especially on the podcast front, I feel that we're just scratching the surface on what Podbeard Network can provide to people. I'm super, super proud and hyped with our show lineup, quote unquote, with, you know, the Osh Lazy Show, Dark Runner and Prog Rocker. Um, and also I may or may not have an announcement very soon about uh, someone else being added to the roster. I can pretty much confirm that it's going to happen. I just uh, am waiting for some final, final things, a streamer that's going to be joining us. I'm very hyped about that. Um, and I'm super proud of that. And I, you know, I started this network with my best friend, of course, the producer, Mr. Brandon Bowden. When we started this up, we were like, okay, we're going to do podcasts. And then literally the night before I launched the network on, uh, on the live cast, I was like, okay, so man, I'm thinking about doing like, streaming and stuff too because at that time two of my best buddies in the world as well mr prog rocker and mr dark runner were doing the gaming thing um with prog rocker doing minecraft on youtube and then with dark runner doing game streaming and youtube and i said like dude like i want to involve them somehow because like i feel like it's kind of silly not to like i i know these guys i grew up with these guys like they're creating content that i'm supporting anyway so it was just, why don't we just put it all in one thing? And of course, Podbeard was born. And then as well as we had the Oscillator show as well. And I'm just like, you know what? Multimedia network. That's what it is. That's the tagline. We are a multimedia network that looks to entertain you. And 
as far as what I, my goal with it is, it is just to grow it and provide more entertainment and more content. And, uh, you know, that is slowly happening. I'm very excited about that. I have had a couple podcasts hit me up, um, about how they can become a part of it. And I will touch on that a little bit. Cause I think someone actually asked me that question. Um, you know what? I'll just answer it right now since I'm on the topic. So Zach, thank you for the question, man. Hopefully that answers what you, uh, wanted with that question. But uh, somebody asked me how you get on Podbeard Network. And I was kind of already touching on that. But basically, all I really, all that it really takes, because there's no money involved, there's no advertising involved right now, you know, Podbeard Network is just a bunch of content creators and friends that support each other. And we have a one stop, which is our website that has everything on it that you could possibly want in forms of different media entertainment. And as well as, you know, we have the hashtag. So if you search it, you can find other people on the network. It's just basically, if you enjoy one of us, chances are you will enjoy the rest. That's kind of what we're driving at here. Um, So in order to get involved with that, the number one thing that I want as far as, obviously content is very important. Um, You know, if we check out the content and we're not, really sure with what you're going for, you know, we could respectfully decline if we just don't think it's a right fit. Um, that hasn't happened yet, but it could very well happen. But if we really dig your content, um, chances are that's pretty much good enough. But more importantly to me is the kind of person you are. You know, if you have great content, but quite frankly, you're kind of an asshole, <laughs> you know, I don't, want to support you or be associated with you. That's just how it is. Um, obviously Podbeard is a, you know, smaller growing network. So if it's known that, you know, we're associated with this guy who's a known asshole in his community or whatever, how's that going to make us look not very good. Um, I want to build up some kind of a rapport and a relationship with you before that happens. Um, basically the two people that contacted me who wanted to be on the network, I told them like, Hey, look, you've got good content. Um, let's, keep in touch. Let's, you know, I had never spoken with them before. They basically just hit me up and were like, we want to be on your network. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like we're not quite there yet where I can just start bringing in people I don't know and support them and put our name on it. You know what I mean? But, um, said to them, Hey, keep in touch with me, send me your pods as they come out. And maybe in a couple months, you know, if we can build up some kind of a rapport, you know, we will, uh, we'll look into it. And uh, unfortunately, I'm not sure if that's going to happen with those two, but uh, either way is what it is. But that's really all that is required. You know, you don't need to even if you're a brand, if you're someone I know who doesn't even have a podcast or any content and you want to create something and then you want to be part of the network. Once you have a, once you are a little established, if I know you and I know you're a good person and I know that you're going to be devoted to it, then, hey, that's all it really takes for me. You know what I mean? Like we're growing too. So if there's something that Podbeard Network can do to help you grow, I want to be a part of that. And that's uh, that's pretty much it. That's all it really takes as far as have content, be a good person and be dedicated. That is, uh, that's pretty much the gist of it. Oh, and also be ready because if I, you know, hit you up at 11 in the morning and I'm like, hey, like, you said your video will be out like a week ago and it's selling out yet. What's going on? Like sometimes it's best to make sure that you are prepared for it. Um, if you aren't going to do weekly videos, like if you tell me, Hey, I'm going to do a weekly podcast, for example, 
And this hasn't happened yet, but let's just say it's happening. Let's say I'm gonna do a weekly podcast every Friday. Awesome, I would love that right now for someone to hit me up and say that. But then Friday comes, you have to miss one. It happens, life happens, not a big deal. The following week, same thing. Okay, you know, is what it is. And the week after, same thing. It's like, okay, like at that point, I might be like, look, like there's no money involved. There's no advertising involved right this exact second. So it's not like we're losing anything, but I might be like, look, like, are you sure you want to be a part of this? Like, you know what I mean? Because then it kind of looks us look, looks, make us look a little silly. But um, hopefully that answers that question. Um, so the next question I have here is from Mr. Ryan, the heel. Um, if I knew about sports, would I talk about it? Or do you feel it's not a market to touch? Um, I think having a sports podcast on Podbeard Network would be an awesome thing. I would love that. I am not the guy to do it, even remotely. Um, if I was, if I knew about sports and was interested about it, would I do it? Honestly, probably. Um, it's a kind of an oversaturated market, but so is gaming. You know what I mean? So is true crime. So is paranormal talk. So is movie talk. So is music podcasts. Like there's so many of them out there. There's so many podcasts, millions of podcasts. You're bound to creating a podcast that is unique nowadays, I feel is nearly impossible. But if you can create a podcast that you're passionate about and you can do something different than everyone else, um, Actually, quick shout out to uh, the Offstage podcast. They were kind of touching on this, um, talking about bands. Even if you're a generic rock band and you play, you know, somewhat generic rock music, but you have a gimmick or you have something different about you that people gravitate towards, you're going to automatically do better. Same thing with a podcast. Hey, I have a gaming podcast I co-host. There's a lot of gaming podcasts out there, but I personally feel we bring something truly unique to the table with how we do things with our different segments and with what specifically we talk about. And the number one thing I feel that we have on everyone else is the dynamic that Kaz and I have. I don't think anyone can touch us on that. I think that the, I truly do think that that chemistry is something that cannot be replicated. And that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm a little biased, <laughs> but uh I'm also my own hardest critic. So if I am enjoying something I'm doing and truly enjoying it and not ripping it to shreds, then it has to be at least decent. Um, and I know that uh, if I was into sports and I did a sports podcast, I would probably even harder on myself on that because all the sports podcasts I've ever heard in my life were really good. Um, but it would be something cool to do, Ryan, for sure. I think that would be awesome. Um, if someone is out there who wants to start a sports podcast that I know and... Uh, Wants to join Podbeard Network, hit me up because <laughs> I think that'd be really cool. Um, but definitely a great question, Ryan. Thank you very much. Um, this is a question from my man, Sam. <laughs> he would like to know why do you have a pod about vid games and don't about vid games? That was the uh, grammar he used. I'm just breaking his balls a little bit. But Sam would like to know um, why I have a podcast about video games, but in the podcast, we don't talk about video games. He is referring to one episode uh, in particular where I think we went at least a solid 10 to 15 minutes, at least 10 minutes, without even mentioning a single video game. Um, of, uh, it was a Two Guys in a Game, my other podcast I co-host, if you guys are familiar with it. I cannot recall what we were talking about, but... 
it was in context to something and we were going off on it and it, and it took us like 10 minutes to start talking about actual video games. And uh, he, he busted my balls about that quite a bit. And he still is, of course it's, you know, all tongue in cheek, but uh, I host that gaming podcast where we don't talk about video games because it's fun for me, Nathan, not Nathan, Sam. So uh, just have to get over it, man. Just get over it, you know, get over it and enjoy it and listen to it because it's awesome. Even if it takes us half an hour to start talking about video games on a video gaming podcast, who cares? One of the best podcasts I've ever heard in my entire life. Shoutouts to Fork Found Movie Reviews, RIP. Sometimes it takes them 40 minutes to start talking about movies. And I loved every second of it. Loved it. I've had people say to me before, the number one reason that they tune into Two Guys in a Game is not necessarily to hear us talk about video games, but it's just to hear us talk about whatever we're going to talk about. They think that the banter between him and I and just the tangents we go on and just the skits and that kind of thing. They're like, that's why we listen. You know, no one's listening to us to hear gaming news. That's just the reality of the situation. Um, even if you are listening to us to hear some gaming news, the spin that we put on it, the comic relief we provide in that, that's why people are listening to that podcast. Like with this podcast, no one's listening to me to hear about world events or anything of that nature. Um, so that is why Sam and you just kind of have to get over it, mister. All right, guys, let's say hypothetically here for a second that you have a business, you're in a band, you're a podcaster like me, you have a YouTube show, and you need some awesome new merch, business cards, logos, even maybe some t-shirts done up. Well, you need to look no further than my man, Mr. Jason Reese, over at Jaybird Digital Arts. Jason is offering a special 10% off discount just for listeners of The Harder Show when you mention The Harder Show upon contacting him. But what exactly does he do? Well, Jason does t-shirts, posters, album design, tickets, photo manipulation, you guys still with me? Out Advertising, business stationery, mailers, brochures, fine art, <gasps> and anything else you can imagine, Jaybird Digital Arts can create it. Jason has done all of the t-shirts, logos, banners, and all social media stuff for both the Harder Show and for Harder Guitar Services, so I can promise that you will love and be inspired by what Jason comes up with. You can contact him on the web at www.jaybird, that's J-A-Y-B-I-R-D, digitalarts.com, or you can search for him on Facebook and Instagram under the Jaybird Digital Arts handle. Search hashtag Jaybird Digital Arts for a look at all of his awesome and unique work. So, uh, Mr. Nathan had another question for me that I wanted to answer for him here. And this is a really good one and a really hard one, actually. He would like to know if I had to pick a podcast to co-host, which would I choose and why? And it cannot be one that I'm already affiliated with. What he means by that, not any of the podcasts or video podcasts or anything on Podbeard Network, um, but I don't think he means that I can exclude podcasts that I have some kind of relationship with, at least I'm hoping not because a couple of my answers are podcasts that I do interact with, but I'm not necessarily affid- affiliated with quote unquote. Um, one podcast I would love to even just be like a fly on the wall during their recording, um, is, uh, drinks with Larry. I really enjoy that podcast. The last episode they did, I was literally like a minute in, not even, and um, the one uh, guy on the show, Aaron's his name, he was like eating popcorn and like the guys were like kind of break. They're like, what are you doing? Like you've had all this time to eat popcorn and now you're eating it. And you're just like, oh, I got to eat, man. I'm hungry. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was just the banter they were having. It was killing me. I was laughing so hard. And that entire podcast, like I was, I was trying to game while I was listening to it. And like, I literally had to pause Cause I was just laughing so hard. I was like, this is so silly. Like, it's just great. And they're, they're genuinely good people. Um, 
some seriously entertaining dudes over there at uh, at the Drinks with Larry show. Drinks with Larry podcast. There's drinks with Larry. There drinks with Larry. <laughs> Good people. Um, that's a podcast I would love to uh, co-host. I think that we'd have a lot of fun, even though I think they're all way more entertaining than I am. But uh, a couple of the podcasts I would love to co-host. Um, there is a true crime podcast that I actually really enjoy. Um, I'm not someone who I think could ever actually co-host a true crime podcast, but I just think it'd be really fun to, again, almost be a fly on the wall. Um, and that podcast is called the apex and the abyss. Um, and the host Erica, she does an awesome, awesome job with her research. Like it's over the top. Like it's, I'm not even remotely close. I'm not even in the same like state as her, as far as her podcast, as far as podcasting is concerned. Um, like the research and the quality of audio and everything that she does. Um, my audio card is great and the producer does an amazing job. But as far as what she brings to the table, I think it is just like the true crime podcast scene is it's getting a little oversaturated right now. I find um, there's so many of them, but she does such a great job and her research is so extensive. It almost feels like you're listening to like an audio book, if that makes any sense. And I would love to just sit there and just, experience that podcast in person. I think it'd be really, really cool. Um, maybe chime in once in a while, but uh, it'd be kind of hard to be a co-host on a show like that because it's, it's because it's almost like it's uh, like I said, it's almost like an audiobook. So it'd be a little hard, but uh, almost be a fly in the wall, I guess is more I'd like to do for that podcast because I'm very jealous of uh, the true crime podcast people because you guys are super uberly talented and you put so much work in and it's just like, man, like, it's killer, killer product, and I really enjoy it. Um, so that's another podcast. Uh, another podcast that I would love to co-host um, is uh, possibly the Josta Show. I think that'd be fun. Talk is Jericho. Um, something to wrestle with. Uh, that'd be great. Just listen to Bruce Pritchard go on about stuff. Um, and then there's, you know, podcasts I would love to start and co-host with people. But uh, there is just no time in the world now for me to do that as much as I would love to. You know, I'd probably do like five podcasts a week if I could, honestly. You know, I think that'd be really fun. I would love to do a strictly music related podcast. I would love to do a conspiracy theory trust, a conspiracy theory slash uh, true crime podcast with someone. That'd be great. Um, I would love to do just a purely wrestling one. those are all of them, <laughs> the three, and then the two I do now. Um, but the thing is, is, that's kind of what the hotter show does. I kind of touch on a bit of everything, so it kind of keeps my palate something. I don't know what I was going to try and say there. <laughs> I had this really great line, and I just completely lost it. But uh, it kind of keeps my feet wet in everything, in a way, um, even though I do have a gaming podcast. And then, you know, podcasts like Mike's and Beers, which is monthly, that's just kind of for fun. Um I would love to do more. You know, I have been approached a couple times about doing other podcasts as well. And there's just no way in hell I'd be able to pull it off. Um, as much as I would love to, I just know it wouldn't happen. I know that uh, Brandon and Ryan, when I were talking about last week, Brandon briefly mentioned about like how like, oh, like, well, if I have my own place, me a studio and everything, like we could totally do a weekly wrestling podcast. And I would love to, I would love to do it. Cause I think it'd be so much fun, but it's just, uh, just a timing thing. 
But uh, those are a few podcasts I would love to co-host on Nathan. Hopefully that answers your question. And, you know, I kind of elaborated on also some other things as well. Um, Mr. Dylan Hunter would like to know, um, why did I start podcasting? Um, so with this question, um, I have, I have answered this a bunch of times on the show before, but, uh, Dylan is a somewhat new listener to the program and was nice enough to ask me a question. So Dylan, thank you very much for that. Um, I started podcasting because, um, I needed some kind of creative outlet that wasn't music because at the time, um, music was kind of uh, making me sad because I used to run music stores. Everyone knows I've told a billion times and that store closed. So music was kind of, it wasn't giving me that outlet and that release that I needed. And at the time I was really enjoying podcasting and uh, the producer before he was the producer, he was uh, Mr. Brandon Bowden or uh, noob from your average noob and your average noob wrestling RIP uh, near average noob wrestling. He was doing these uh, wrestling videos and he was doing the game streaming thing and gaming stuff. And then he wanted to start doing the wrestling things. So he started up that channel and he wanted to do it with me and with Ryan. And this one particular evening, February 4th, not that I remember it or anything. Um, there's some really important dates in my life. And it's funny because the most important date in my life is February 28th, of course. Um, and then there's a bunch of other dates that are way more important than the day I started podcasting. But, um, Two of them are in February, which is kind of funny for me. Um, but uh, this one particular evening, I was going to head over to his place and start cutting a video. I had an idea to do like basically um, it was going to be called What a Maneuver, which was going to be because he had like these different segments on his channel where he did. He did like his reviews and then he did like his kind of topic based discussions and stuff. And I was going to do a show where I was going to talk about different finishing maneuvers. Um, what a maneuver, ha ha ha, hilarious. Um, and I was like, so excited. I was so amped up. I felt so creative. I was like, dude, I'm going to kill this video right now. Like I'm going to slay this. And unfortunately he had to cancel life happens is what it is. Um, and I was super down. I was like, man, I feel so creative tonight. Like, oh, I was so agitated because I felt so creative. Um, and then I'm just sitting there on my couch and I'm like, listen to a podcast, of course. And I was like, yeah, podcast. I had joked around before about doing a podcast. And I was like, no one would actually listen. And I'm just sitting there thinking about it in a podcast. Man, a podcast would be so much fun. I could do whatever I want. You know, it'd be my thing to say and talk about whatever. And then this, I just went, hmm. If I had a podcast, I could call it a podcast. And then I died laughing because I thought I was the funniest person in the world. And, uh, you know, recorded my first 20 minutes or so episode, which was episode one of the Hotter Show. And uh, the rest is pretty much sweet history, my man. Hopefully that answered your question. Um, I always love telling that story because it brings up the whole podcast thing, which uh, we don't talk about anymore. <laughs> But I uh, hope that answers your question, Dylan. Thank you very much again, my man, for your question as well as to everyone. Um, I am now getting into the questions that uh, I have two more people who asked me questions, but they asked me a bunch of different questions um, and they were all great questions. So I wanted to make sure that I touched on all of them. But the first batch of questions that I'm going to answer here is from Mr. Dylan Potter, who, of course, is the drummer extraordinaire from Outshined. Um, and if you guys are wondering why some people I say their last names and some I don't, it's just to differentiate if there's people with the same names. That's the only reason why. Um, 
So Dylan has a couple of great questions here for me. Um, he would like to know whether or not I would rather be a famous musician, which I'm assuming he means like the level he's at, um, or be the most listened to podcast in the world. Um, that's a really hard question to answer, like really hard because I love podcasting. But if my podcast was the most listened to podcast in the world, I don't think I'd be able to handle that. I would just, I don't think I could do it because I feel like it'd be, I put way too much pressure on myself. Um, cause it'd be the most listened to podcast in the world. Like it, I don't, I don't, I don't wish that burden on anyone. That's a burden to me, you know, as much as it'd be amazing. Cause it'd literally be the only thing I would ever do. Um, I wouldn't have a job or anything. All I do is that like, it'd be awesome, but it would be a burden, a hard burden <laughs> to do that. Um, I say that now, but if it happened, I'd probably be like, Oh my God, this is the best thing I have to be. Ha, ha I'm the most famous podcast in the world. Um, so out of those two, honestly, I'd probably say famous musician. Um, and I would say the level of like, say like a Jamie Josta, you know, I, that'd be cool. Cause then I could do a podcast and it'd allow me to do other things. Um, so I think that'd be really cool. Be a famous musician, but uh, being the most listened to podcast in the world would be pretty damn cool. I think, but who knows? I would probably change my mind once I was there. So another question that Mr. Porter has is he would like to know who my favorite wrestler of all time is. That is very easy, my man. That is Mr. Matt Hardy. Delete, 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 delete. Uh, I have loved Matt Hardy ever since I started getting into wrestling back in like 2002, three, somewhere around there. I'm not sure. Love the Hardy Boys because um, I was some of the first wrestling I got into was like the Hardy Boys and the tag team scene, Edge and Christian Dudley Boys. But um what really made me fall in love with Matt Hardy was his run in about 2005 when he kind of came back and, you know, his whole thing with Kane and Lita. And I just, I don't know what it was. I just, something drew me to him, you know, his whole V1 phase when he was the cruiserweight champion, I thought was great. I think that they did not capitalize enough on that. I really truly think that I think that was a great character. He was this just delusional character and it was so good. Um, in ring, I love his style. I could watch Matt Hardy wrestle for days on end. I really could. Um, nothing super flashy, but he doesn't need to be. You know, he can go up on the top rope if he wants, but he's generally he's a mechanic. And those are the kind of wrestlers that I like. You know, he can throw some submission in there if he needs to. He can do some groundwork. He can do some grapples. That's his thing. That's what he is. But with him becoming this whole new thing now, Broken Matt Hardy and Woken Matt Hardy, um, it's added a whole new dynamic to his character that I still love. Um, I love Woken Matt Hardy. I love what they've been doing with him. Um, it's kind of cliche now because everyone's like, oh, of course Matt Hardy's your favorite wrestler. Like right now, he's like the world's favorite wrestler, you know, the internet's favorite wrestler and everything. But I'm like, yeah, but he was my favorite wrestler before. So is what it is. There was a little while there where I kind of was like, ah, Matt's getting kind of lame. Like before he was broken, Matt and Matt, like there was a period of time where he was like big money, Matt and stuff. And I just, I wasn't really a fan of that too, too much. Um, just the work that he was doing when he was in scum and stuff like that. I was just like, eh, but even when he, um, was big money, Matt, before he turned into broken Matt, when he was in TNA, I did like that little bit that he was doing. Um, I've always liked that, you know, I liked him 
in the 2008 era when he was um, going singles, when he was teaming up with Jeff, the match that him and Jeff had at WrestleMania I thought was great. I think that's a very underrated match. And just overall, I, I love his style. I think um, I think he's he's a very underrated wrestler. I truly believe that. Um, another question that Mr. Porter would like to know, my favorite song for any mood. Now, this is an interesting question because everyone has their favorite song for whatever they're in the mood for, you know, but um, any mood. So basically, if this song comes on, it's my favorite and I'm happy no matter what. It changes, man. It really does. Right now, here today, my favorite song for that of the past like couple weeks has been Bulletproof by Godsmack. I love that song. No matter if I'm trying to wake myself up in the morning or if I'm walking to work and looking for some motivation or I'm just hanging out at home or, you know, I'm pissed off about something or whatever. Bulletproof has been that song for me that I just play all the time. Um, but of all time, hmm, that's really hard. Definitely an Alice in Chain song for sure. I think it has to be. Um, honestly, probably Nutshell. Probably Nutshell by Alice in Chains because that is a song that no matter what I'm doing, when it comes on, I'm in the mood for it. I never turn it off. Um, that is a song that every time I sit down with my guitar and I pick it up, I play Nutshell. I, I have to. Even if it's just a quick chord or two, you know, I can listen to that solo for days. I love that solo. I love Lane's voice on it. I love the lyrics. It's just a song for me that I can listen to at any time and thoroughly enjoy. So that's probably the song, actually. That was actually a lot easier than I thought to answer that question. Um, And the last question that Mr. Porter has, thank you very much, Dylan, for all of your questions. Great. He would like to know if I would consider being in a band. Now, short answer, yes. But it depends on the situation. For example, um, me right now being in a band that, is like playing shows and stuff. It's completely unrealistic. I, I, it's just, it would not happen. I have no time for it. But if I was to form a, like basically an internet band, so to speak, I am down as hell for that. A band that just, we jam and we write stuff and we record stuff and then we just put it out there. You know what I mean? That would be killer because I've been getting that itch lately a lot. The past probably a year I've really been getting that itch to jam with people and write more. And, you know, I've started kind of riffing out a little bit more and I've been playing guitar more and it's just something that I, I would still love to do. You know, one of my, I have talked about before on this podcast, my like life goals, you know, one was to work at a music store, check. One was to be on the radio, which to me, podcasting has fulfilled that. If I knew about podcasting, when I made my, you know, life goals, I would have said to have a podcast. So check. And, uh, the last thing that I've never been able to do is write, record and release music into the world. It's all I want. That is all I want. And at one, one point, was it to be a famous musician? Sure. Absolutely. But my goals now is just to do that. And that's something that I know one day I can still do. Um, it's just a matter of, uh, finding the right people to write with and, basically finding the right band, finding the right sound, um, and just seeing what happens. You know what I mean? I have songs kind of in the bag, so to speak. 
I have ideas. It's just a matter of sitting down and hashing it out with a band. Um, if I had a studio or a location I could go to and just jam anytime I wanted with a full band setup, I honestly feel like it would have already come to fruition. It would have already been a thing. But unfortunately, myself and my musician friends, we just aren't in positions right now to, you know, set up a full band jam in a basement apartment we live in or whatever. Like, we're just not at that point yet. Um, but it'd be cool if we could, because I feel like we would easily be able to make that happen. But so Dylan, short answer is yes. Um, but yeah, so that is that. Um, Dylan, thank you very much again, man, for the questions. The next batch of questions I have and the last batch of questions for this podcast um, comes from Nick, who is the uh, vocalist and guitarist for Duck Feet. Um, he has a bunch of great questions for me. Um, number one, he would like to know when I started podcasting. I started podcasting, as I mentioned earlier, two years ago. Um, well, just over two years ago now. Uh, February 4th, 2016 was when I started to podcast. I started thinking about podcasting a little before that, but um, that was when I actually started podcasting. Um, he would also would like to know, in my opinion, how important are independent businesses slash bands, in your opinion? Um, those of you who know me and know my history with, you know, running a small business and supporting the scene, the local scene as much as I can in the small ways that I do. Um, it is very important to me. I am someone who I would rather go to, you know, a small store that has the same shit as the big stores and pay an extra four bucks or five bucks on in total or pay an extra 20, 30 bucks in total on my purchases to support that business. I'm someone who firmly believes that. Um, I'm okay with paying, you know, an extra $2 for bread. You know, if it means I'm supporting this store, I'm perfectly okay with paying hell, even in some cases, $10 for guitar strings once in a blue moon. If it means I'm supporting this business, um, I'm okay with paying, you know, $15 for a burger and fries. If it's good, let me just reiterate that. <laughs> if it's good, if it's going to help out a small business, you know? So I'm a firm believer in that. I'm someone who, even for services, you know, I'd rather support, um, say like a, uh, smaller, lesser known company that does say, I don't freaking know what companies do these days. Let's say I need, this is horrible. I can't even think right now. Let's say I need some framing done or I need my basement refinished. You know, I'm going to go with this. I'm probably going to go with a smaller company that I know is probably going to give me more value and is going to care more about it because they're a small company and they need that good word of mouth. At least in my opinion, that's what I think. Um, as well as like, say, for example, when I started the journey a while ago now, uh, two years ago, basically, when I started the journey to find um, somebody to do my logos and stuff, you know, I could have probably contacted, a, I think it's called Fiverr or something like that. I saw some ads for that was like the basis, this big company that like contacts people for you and everything. And I was like, I'd rather just find someone on my own. And, you know, luckily I was hooked up with Jason, who is the man. And now, you know, he has grown his business and I think it's wonderful. Um, and even if, you know, if I wanted to record music, you know, I'd rather go with someone who's maybe not as well known um, as opposed to like a big name producer or whatever. That's just me personally. I'd rather do that. So I think they're very important 
from a business standpoint, as far as bands, I think they are extremely important. Local bands are something that um, they keep music going for me. Um, I'm almost at the point now where I'd rather listen to unsigned and like, you know, um, independent bands than I would bands that are like really popular and signed. That's just me personally. Um, if you go on my Spotify, I have a lot of unsigned and kind of independent bands. That's just me. Um, so I think they are very important. I think that they need and deserve our support. He would like to know, how do you think we can rebuild slash support the local music scene? Um, number one thing guys is just support each other. Um, if you are in a band and you're playing a show, even if you're not the biggest fan of the band, say that's playing after you or opening up for you, you stay and you listen. You know what I mean? I know there's certain situations that you can't help it. And I respect that personally. I get that, you know? Um, but if you're say playing a show, if you're like a metal band and I've seen this before, if you're in a metal band and you're playing a show that has multiple different genres in the lineup and you play your set and then say a rock band goes up next and you're like, and you go outside for their set. And you come back in for your other buddies who are in the metal band. That's lame. Don't do that. Um, I see a lot of posts about negativity in the scene and, um, you know, people getting in beefs with other local bands and stuff. And I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, stop support each other. That's what you need. Um, people need to support the local scenes as far as going to shows and that, you know, I've talked about this before on the podcast and Nick, I know you've touched on this as well a hundred times before, um, how people will pay, you know, $200 to go see some random DJ or something and not even, and witness them basically not even perform, just press a button, but then they're up in arms about paying $10 to see a band play like that. Just to me, that's silly, you know? And I know Nick that you agree with that completely. Um, it's something that you need to do. And I think there are in a way, some bands that need to not hustle more, but there's certain avenues that I see bands ignoring and it just, I just, I personally don't get it. You know, for example, if you're a band that does not have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you're, I'm sorry, but you're crazy. Cause me personally, just with my show, the amount of listeners I have gained and friends that I have gained from Twitter and Instagram, who I never even met before in person is amazing. And it's all through that. Um, if you are in a band and you do not have your music available for digital download every way you possibly can, I'm sorry, but you're crazy. I just had this conversation the other day with a guy. Um, he was talking to me about how he possibly wanted to do an EP review with me. And I was like, that would be awesome. I'd love to do that. Um, and he was like, oh, well, I'll send you an EP. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'm like kind of waiting for it. And he's like, oh, well, what's your address? I'm like, wait, what? He's like, oh, well, I don't have it online anywhere. I was like, oh. I'm like, so when are you going to put it online? He's like, oh, I'm not. I don't believe in that. I was just like, what? Like, not even on YouTube? He's like, no. Why would I do that? I'm just like, dude, like what? Like it's 2018, bro. Like if you, I, I like basically his whole point was he's like, well, then people are just going to steal my music and they're just going to download it and blah, 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 blah. The physical copy is better. I agree that having a physical copy is 
superior. I prefer having a physical copy myself personally, but I'm also an avid Spotify user. So it's like, man, you're missing a huge, huge, huge market with that. And it's just silly. I think you're just, uh, if you're releasing an album and you know, you're not releasing it on Spotify nowadays or on iTunes, even you're crazy. I don't know. This is me personally. If you are giving it away on YouTube for free, if you're, if you have a stream of it on YouTube and you don't have it on Spotify, that just to me personally, it doesn't make any sense. And bands that do that, I have asked them before why they don't have it on Spotify. And they're like, oh, we don't want to support Spotify because, you know, they don't pay artists a lot. I'm like, well, at least you can eventually make money off it. Like with YouTube right now, in my opinion, like it's getting harder and harder to make any money on YouTube at all, unless you're getting millions of hits. And if you're already giving your album away as a stream on YouTube, why not put it on Spotify? Um, I didn't mean to go off there like that, but just, it just confuses me. And I, I've had this conversation before and I'm just like, you know, like it doesn't make any sense to me, but I digress. But um, in my opinion, those are a couple of things that you can do to, um, rebuild and support the scene. Um, something that definitely can be done to support the scene. Number one thing is just everybody needs to get along. Cause I see so much band beef and crap like that. It just boggles my mind and making sure we're not supporting the wrong people, making sure that, you know, the right, that the right promoters are getting support and our money and that the wrong promoters aren't getting our support because they do not deserve it because they're scumbags. Um, another question that Nick has is, do I believe in entrepreneurship? Absolutely. Um, I think that if you want to entrepreneurship in the sense of, like some people, okay, <laughs> I don't mean to go off of this again, but I am not an entrepreneur. Let me just throw that out there. Because um, I've seen this before where I've, someone's added me on Twitter and they say in their tagline, you know, podcaster slash entrepreneur. And I'm like, how are you? An-? So I'm like, okay, like what else do they do to make them an entrepreneur? I'm assuming that they like, you know, also have a business or they're someone who, operates a bunch of different businesses or things of that nature. An entrepreneur is identified as a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater financial risk than normal. You know, you are risking something to start up this business or whatever. Um, but then also it can mean someone who is maybe a promoter. Um, basically you're taking up a risk to get a product or service or something out to people. Um, what I do, I am not an entrepreneur. That's just my opinion. Um, some podcasts I see consider themselves entrepreneurs, and I'm sorry, you're not an entrepreneur. You are not taking a risk recording this podcast. You might be taking a financial hit doing it, a little bit of tiny, tiny bit of one, but you're not taking a risk per se. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion, I guess. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I am an entrepreneur. I don't know. But I definitely think that, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I always support people who want to be an entrepreneur and go out and do things and they want to start a business and they want to, you know, run this business or run multiple businesses or whatever. I think it's great. Um, I really do. Um, he would like to know what drives someone more, in my opinion, money or passion. Um, in my life, I, from what I've seen, I think passion drives a person more because people I know who have started up businesses that are successful or 
have started up programs that are successful. I mean, hell, I'll use myself as a quick example. Um, I did not make any money doing this podcast. I, I never really have. Um, I might make a dollar or two here and there from the Patreon or whatever. But um, I did this because I love it and because this is a passion of mine. It's something that I do and I love to do. And if I was doing this for the money, let me tell you, I would have been done a long, long time ago. You know, same thing with Podbeard and that. Like everyone who is involved with Podbeard is doing it for the passion of it. We're not doing it for the money. Um, straight up. That is straight up truth. Um, because again, if we were, we probably would have quit already. Because it's just, you know, we're not at the stage in our, you know, in our lives as far as from a content creating standpoint, we're making money. And that's perfectly fine. Maybe we never will. And that's fine too. I could podcast till I'm 80 and not make a dime. And that's fine with me. You know what I mean? Because I love it and because I'm passionate about it. And that's what drives me. Um, And the people who I find are driven by money never truly succeed. Even if they get their money and they get their, what they want and they're all, haha, I'm so happy. Look at all this money I have. They're miserable people. Miserable. But that being said, if you can get the best of both worlds, then right on. If you're passionate about something and you're passionate about your life that you have and you're happy and you have money, then you win, (laughs) you know, good on you. But in my opinion, passion drives a person more. He would like to know my favorite music genre and my least favorite music genre. Well, my favorite music genre, it has to be like hard rock metal, kind of like the same thing, you know, heavy guitars, heavy grooves, um, heavy vocals, but also still a little bit of melodic vocals in there as well. I don't like just straight screaming all the time. Um, to me, kind of, I guess metal, I don't want to say metal core, like just metal, you know, just metal, hard rock. That's my favorite genres. I would say, um, least favorite. Uh, I don't know. Like, I can't say like hip hop or rap because I like a lot of hip hop and I like rap. I don't like, let's say new country. Okay. Because I like country, but the stuff that's on the radio now ain't country. But then I like Aaron Lewis, who was a modern country artist, but he's an old school country artist. So it's like, it's a vicious cycle. But um, if I had to pick a genre, I'd probably say country just because it's very rare. I'm listening to country unless it's Aaron Lewis. Um, and the last question that I have here today for you guys in this Q&A special and from Nick, thank you all very much again for your questions and you for listening. Um, Nick would like to know, and this is a really interesting question. Should bands in one genre be jealous of successful bands in another? No, they should not. Because if you are, say you're a metal band and you're jealous of a pop artist who is being more successful than you, that does not make any sense to me. Because if you are that jealous and that worried about it, go play pop music. You know what I mean? So I, I, I just, the short answer to that is no, absolutely not. And if you are, then you need to really rethink what you're doing. Um, if you're in a punk band and you're not getting any traction and you're really jealous of a metal band that's getting traction, if you don't, if you fall out of love with the music you're playing, and you want to make a change, that's perfectly fine. I don't see a problem with that. But if the reason you change your genre or whatever is to be more successful, 
like, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's a little silly. Play what you love um, and be passionate about it. If you are being jealous of someone who's doing better than you in another genre and that drives you to change genres or whatever, that's just, that's pretty lame to me. I don't know. I think personally anyway, um, if it happens naturally over time, then that's fine. I don't think that's a problem, but just to blatantly be like, yeah, we're not playing punk or metal anymore. We're going to play country or whatever the hell that's just, that's lame to me. I don't, I don't like that personally. Um, that being said, use myself as an example again here. You know, I was talking about earlier about true crime podcasts and how like the true crime podcasts, it, I get super jealous of them. Um, there's one in particular that's, uh, I wish I could remember the name of it right now. This dude, literally, he's got a great podcast and he deserves the success that he has. But, you know, with me, if my podcast gets like a hundred downloads for a single episode, like I get excited. Like that's good for me. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy with where I'm at. Let me reiterate that. I'm very happy with where I'm at. Super happy. But when I see a dude who like, or do that, you know, it doesn't matter when I see someone who is on the same level as me, as far as like the quality of their content and that, and I see them doing like 10,000 downloads an episode. And I'm like, what is this person doing that is so different? And it's strictly from what I gather because it is true crime related. Um, Neither of the podcasts that I've mentioned in the show who are true crime, I feel this way about. I think they totally deserve their success. I'm not jealous of them at all. But there was one podcast in particular that I'm not going to name because I'm going to kind of sort of change it just a little bit (laughs) because I am jealous. Um, I think it's okay if I can admit it. I think that their content is not that great. I think that the audio quality is horrible. And this podcast does like 1,500 downloads an episode. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I just, I don't get it. And I'm like, it's got to strictly be because of the content. And I'm like, do I get jealous of it? Absolutely. You know, because I'm hating on it. So I'm jealous. You know, I'm a hater. But I'm like, you know what? That's okay, though. Because do I want to venture into that world a little bit with the harder show? I do. And I kind of already have a little bit talking about conspiracy theories and paranormal stuff. And um, I think that's a really cool world that I want to explore. Am I going to randomly change the harder show to a true crime podcast? Absolutely not. But does it mean that I can be jealous sometimes? Sure. I'm human. Anyone out there who says that they don't get jealous at all ever in certain situations are lying. And that's just the reality of the situation. Um, But it's being able to admit that you're jealous of something instead of just hating on it because you're jealous. I think that's uh, hating on something and not admitting you're jealous of it, but you're hating on it because you're jealous is super unhealthy and it's very destructive. But if you admit I'm really jealous of this thing and you hate on it, that's fine. I think that that's, uh, you shouldn't do it, but I think that's at least somewhat healthy, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to get into (laughs) what's right and wrong and what's healthy and not healthy to do here. But um, that is the episode for today. Thank you guys so very much for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. Um, I want to give a big thank you once again to everybody who submitted questions to this podcast. I want to thank Justin, a.k.a. a dog named Bob. Um, I want to thank Nathan. I want to thank Zach. I want to thank Ryan. I want to thank Dylan Hunter. I want to thank Zach. 
I want to thank Sam. I want to thank Nick. And I want to thank Mr. Dylan Porter. Thank you guys very much for the questions. Anybody who is listening to this podcast and you do not hear your question on it, the only reason possibly your question was missed. Um, I did one final sweep of all my social medias and my emails before I did this. Um, Either your comment didn't load for some reason for me, or you may have posted it too late. As I said, I was doing this tonight, and as I record this, it is now later in the night. Um, so I apologize, but I will keep your question on my phone in my Q&A questions. Uh, note that I have, and I will definitely answer it in the future, because I will definitely do this again. So thank you guys very much again for listening, regardless of how you did so. If you are listening in on the SoundCloud or on the Podbean, please be sure to subscribe, especially especially on the Podbean as I am transferring over to Podbean eventually. If you are listening on there and you don't have an account, please take a second to make an account. It doesn't cost you an absolute cent. It's painfully easy. You can follow The Harder Show on there. You can follow Mike's and Beers. You can follow Two Guys in a Game as well as a bunch of great other podcasts. Download the app. Use it. Really great. All totally for free. Um, the app's really super easy to use. If you're listening in some other way, possibly on the iTunes, be sure to subscribe, leave a little rating for the harder show. Always appreciate it. If you're listening in on the Castbox or on Stitcher or some other podcasting app or platform, definitely let me know how you are listening. I'm always curious and be sure to subscribe to us. Leave us a rating if you can, and as well as check out other podcasts in the Podbeard Network. Shout outs to all of them. And uh, as well as shout outs to a few other podcasts um, I've really been enjoying. Um, of course, just with Larry, I mentioned them earlier. Still loading podcasts. JG Pro Wrestling. Um, Jake is a great guy and has a lot of great wrestling content. 205 Jive is his weekly uh, 205 Live review. Always enjoy those. And as well as uh, the old one, too, is always a great listen as well. The interview podcast. And as well as uh, I mentioned earlier, the Apex and the Abyss. Shouts to them. Always great true crime podcast content. Super, super great stuff. And uh, yeah, shouts to all my Podbeard Network brothers once again. Shouts to the Honest Lazy Show. Even though you guys said you wanted to box me. <laughs> I'm okay with it. You know, is what it is, I guess. You guys are just jealous because I'm so much cooler than you. <laughs> no, that's not even remotely the case. But uh, definitely go ahead and give them a check out on the YouTube as well as on the SoundCloud. They're on there, the Austin Lazy Show. Great content, great guys. Um, I'll give a shout out to two guys in a game, Casual Jones, that harder guy's a dick. I'm not going to give him a shout out. We just had our 20th episode on that podcast. Definitely, please be sure to check it out. That was a really great, fun podcast. Do a lot of great work on there. Um, I'm really proud of that podcast. I want to give a shout out to Mike's and Beers, myself and Hill Ryan Wood. Our second episode is coming out uh, this week, I do believe, actually, as I'm recording this. So very excited about that. Want to give a shout out as well to the YouTubers on Podbeard Network, Mr. Prog Rocker and Mr. Dark Runner. Uh, this week on um, Prog Rocker released a new video of him playing Subnautica, which is a really great video. He also announced he's kind of going to move away from the Minecraft stuff a little bit. Um, so I'm very excited to see what the future holds for that. And of course, Mr. Dark Runner um, released uh, two videos as of right now this week. He released a um, another play, another video of him doing a playthrough of Final Fantasy X. Uh, so definitely check that out. He's doing 100% on it, which is crazy. Um, definitely great content. That's a great game just to sit and watch. It's very entertaining. And he also did a um, his first video in a series of uh, playing StarCraft, um, the uh, LTVOV. LTOV campaign um, on brutal difficulty, which makes my head 
spin because it looks really hard for me. <laughs> but uh, shout out to the Podbeard Network. You know, I think we have been doing great lately and I'm very proud of everybody and I'm super proud to be a part of it. And I'm super thankful for you guys for all your support. Love every single one of you. Thank you very much again for tuning in. Click on that play button and I will catch you next time on The Harder Show. Take it easy, guys. Mm-hmm.